and the dragon eggs are safe as Waffle the Warforged pancakes the Pixie Pirates Patriarch, bringing home the bacon for the Getter Snipes and making this quest omelet without breaking any eggs. Get it, Rusty? It's breakfast. And get ready to break fast as we kick it into high gear as Raptor's Lament mounts a full frontal on the stronghold of the interplanar undead menace known only as the Ceaseless. And boy, am I feeling ceaseless right now. Ceaseless like the action and adventure you can only find here at the LUQ. Welcome back to EXPN The Experience. I'm Dirk Bradley, and this short cup of double depresso is Wicka Wicka Warren Rustbro. Rusty to his me. Dirk the toddler with a cup of coffee energy you're bringing to the broadcast is even more uncomfortable than usual. A high bar indeed. Are you all right? Russicus Maximus, I didn't even know what all right was until just now. I'm all goosed up on giggle juice and ready to spank the town red. Dirk, Lord knows the producers and higher-ups let you slide on a lot of infractions, but drinking on the job is a bit much. No, you big boulder of boring. I was recently tapped by Second Wind to promote their new lifestyle beverage, Action Surge Energy Protein. Here, take a blast from my glass. More like Action Sludge. Dirk, this stuff smells like watermelon porridge, and the only ingredients listed are energy and calories. Isn't it great? Finally, a product where you can pronounce the ingredients. Move over, bootylated hydroxyanus hole. Make way for Second Wind's rehydrated food slurry. And with the same amount of sugar per serving as a bag of sugar, it's perfect for my hummingbird metabolism. How much of this stuff have you had? What a dumb question. Thank you for asking. It's all I've had for three days. Tired of complicated meals? Laborious chewing got you down? Tilt a Second Wind and launch your lunch full throttle from the bottle. I, for one, feel like a lava lamp full of the universe's best syrups. I'm wound up tighter than a crankbox spring clown and ready to startle the children. It's like someone cast haste on an idiot. Look, you're a... grown man. You can make your own decisions. But right now, you're at a 12. And if I had my druthers, we'd bring you down to a zero. But the brass have informed me that on-air murder might become a little tired if it happens every week. So I'll settle for a compromising seven. I'll do my best, Rust. Unfortunately, that's all I'm legally allowed to ask of The mid-season draft is over. Team Gold Dragon is poised to become an independent franchise. But first, they must meet with their would-be benefactor. Rain approaches you on the empty stage with a somber smile. She wears a simple white t-shirt and black jeans, with her mohawk back to its original auburn color, pulled into a tight top knot. It's time, she says. She leads you to an executive elevator, toward the heart of Hub. The rear of the contraption is windowed. It does not overlook Zenith, but instead stares directly at the battle axis. Its rippling, impossible contours shaking off your gaze, the dull hum of it cutting through void and mind alike, rising and falling like breath. Upon entry, she produces a key and unlocks a small compartment in the control panel, and you begin to rise, higher and higher, until you reach the very top of Hub's superstructure. The door opens. Beyond lies a vast suite of breathtaking simplicity and elegance. The entryway in which you stand is sunken, allowing for the removal of shoes and other articles. All around you are raised boardwalks of red-black jindai sugi, a rare aged cedar. The paths lead to studies, sitting areas, even gardens, all open floor plans. The only walls, rice paper, pulled tight across charred cedar lattices, which match the pillars and load-bearing crossbeams that hold this place together. The air is heavy with the smell of steamed short-grain rice and thick with the oily aroma of grilled fish. Rain removes her shoes and gestures for you to do the same. 
She then leads you on the walking path to the right. You eventually come to a small rock garden. In the middle is a fire pit with a rack of fish coming to a fine char and sat on a simple wooden stool before the fire is an ancient man. His hands, thin and walnut-brown, shake gently as they move the fish to a nearby wooden serving plate. He runs his gnarled fingers through a shock of dense yet fine white hair. His face is clean-shaven with small cuts to show for the effort. Yet the glimmering gold almond-shaped eyes he levels at you burn with a youth and vigor that even the most vivacious of you would struggle to match. The crooked slash of his mouth splits into a radiant smile, dowsing the fire in his eyes with cool, calm serenity. Rain bows deeply and excuses herself. The old man's smile settles as he speaks. My name is Isago Shigure. Uh, Fine to meet you, sir. I would... uh share my true name, but unfortunately, I think it would be difficult for you to pronounce. Uh, that's one way to pique my curiosity. <laughs> understandable. Your two names understandable? I can say that. <laughs> you are very funny. No, my true name is Kazakhstriachur Ipkorekske. Oh yeah, I can't say that. That's lovely. Is that draconic? It is. I speak draconic. <laughs> if you had to put a definition to it, it would mean uh, rainfall in the dawn. And you're the one that we're here to meet. Indeed. I already know you rather well. A little disarming. <laughs> I have been watching you for a very long time. No less disarming. <laughs> you're all very funny. Rain tells me that you would likely make me laugh. No point in introductions if you know all of us already. I imagine you have questions. Please, ask them. I will do my best to answer. I want a raise. (laughs) Uh, You are not paid. How would you raise this? I feel like I have given away my only leverage of going into the draft. Now, I don't ask this of just you, but also my teammates. I am here for glory. I have a certain amount that I must accumulate. So what I'm asking for is four points, 0.5 from everybody else. The rest I can siphon off to pay my debt. Now is not the time to discuss your payment. You said if I had any questions. That is not a question. It is a request. It is a demand. Mm. And you are not in a position to make demands yet. Wait a second. Your name's in Draconic. I have many names. The one I give you, Isago Shigure, was given to me. He touches his heart. A long time ago. Yeah, but you you said your true name, the clicky one. <laughs> Th- that one was in Draconic? It is. And you have gold eyes? I do. So you named our, our team after yourself? It was a comedic conceit that I was resistant to, but Rain insisted. She has a light heart. I guess that makes sense. Gold eyes. Dragon name. I'm sorry, I did not clarify. I am a... I was a dragon. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's gone completely over Hal's head until that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not imagine this was possible? No, I just thought you named us after your eye color and your name. I didn't realize... You're a person. Why are you a dragon? 
Can I be a dragon person? You're also a plural. I am. Not all dragons are always plural, but it's common. I must admit, I expected as much. But it's very nice to meet you. I... I'm very pleased to meet another plural. Likewise. That you would join the League is something surprising. You have to sacrifice, and I was not prepared to find someone like you. Well, I suppose the big question, the dragon in the room, if you will, is out of all of them kind of gesturing towards the city of Zenith. I mean, Hal, obviously, but why? Why us? Why all this work to put us in a neat little row? In a simple term, it would be potential. You all showed tremendous potential. You, I was most of all. Without you, this is nothing. That's not something I hear very often. No, I would imagine not. I needed the best. And you are all the best. You also have connections that maybe you do not realize. To the other administrators. To other people. You have value that you do not see. But that will come in time. Why did you need the best? Because what I am trying to do is very difficult. What are you trying to do? I am trying to prevent the destruction of all things. Shit. I mean, that's a good thing to try and do. It's a bit of a burden too. Wow, holy shit. (laughs) What do you mean the destruction of all things? There's like... So many of those things. Yeah, there's like an infinite so number many prophecies. of things. How familiar are you with uh, luck history? Look at how. They oh. keep showing the Battle of the Beacon on the sky, but I keep falling asleep. That is exactly what I'm here to talk about. Perhaps it is best I start from the beginning. When I was a... Well, before I was a man at all, I was a dragon on a faraway plane. One you might have heard of, or one that is somewhat forgotten, except on one particular plane. The place was called Selvarax. It was a plane of the dragons. It was destroyed. Destroyed by the Luminary. My deepest condolences to your people. I can't imagine. I'm so sorry. I was one of the only survivors. The dragons. I watched as this creature consumed everything, devoured everything in white light. I tore a hole in the plane and fell through. When I landed, it was in a small plane whose name I will not utter and where I hope none will ever find. I was found by a small girl, my body beaten and battered. I turned myself into a boy to match her, but my injuries remained. The girl's father, a carpenter, took me in. This is when I vowed not to resume my true form until this body dies, or until the luminary is brought to justice. Wait, but the mortal dawn destroyed the luminary in the battle? No! They destroyed a part of her, yet Maven still exists. Oh, yeah, he's the commissioner of the Mackinac League. He is. He has pretensions to goodness, to righteousness. But I cannot trust a being that was privy to such horrible destruction, regardless of his newfound kindnesses. So that's it. 
you brought us here to to fight your battle, to win your wars. That's all anyone ever wants from us. You are warriors. That is your purpose. What do you need the th- three of us for? And I gesture at uh, myself, Iavos, and Penny. Couldn't you just send an assassin? I have no intention of killing Maven. And even if I tried, I'm not certain I would. Well, you said that the Luminary still exists because Maven still exists. So if you ended Maven, wouldn't you end the Luminary? If I could, I would. But I believe it is more important that we find out what he is trying to do so that no one else can do it. Oh. Are you sure you want me for this? Yes. It's quite a lot to take in. I am sure. And I'm sure there are many more questions. Why not pluck the ripest fruit from the top of the tree? You have... Mm. Perhaps you struggle to understand the process. I cannot simply take out legendary. For one thing, they are their own beings. They are often too powerful to simply be controlled or sent into battle for with my intentions. More importantly, I need you. And you are not strong enough yet. Or at least I imagine. In truth, I don't know what awaits you. I don't know what I said. But I do know. It has something to do with that. And he points to the rear wall where you see the access through a large window. (sighs) So your plan is to groom us into new heroes strong enough to defeat this strange entity you speak of, potentially. My goal is to gather information as much as I can. Maybe you will do nothing. Maybe all you will do is give me information and someone better than you will take your place. But... I need information. And my hands are tied by red tape drawn up by that monster. How like, leans to look at his hands. And now that we have reached this hero rank, we are free agents, as they said. Free to go and do as we see fit and right wherever. True. Uh, I, too, find it a very good cause to try to prevent the end of a world. Any world. But... Why should we battle your apocalypse instead of trying to find others far off? Because our purposes are aligned. You want to find a way home, and I will tell you that home is down there. Error? Yes. That's where my things were. When your caretaker brought you to us, and we discovered that your soul was connected there, it was a massive discovery, one that brings me so much joy to this moment. You know, once I was offered to kill you, I was. Oh, yes? There's a lot of people that want you. And your soul. I'm very glad you didn't. I thought about it. You would succeed. I have seen you in your element. I would not get away with it. Well, succeeding and getting away with it are two different things. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Bold addition, but I like it. As my friend mentioned, he has a great need for glory. And I have vowed to try to help him in this. Do you think that while achieving your goals, we may be able to forward our own goals? Glory is just one form of what he seeks. And what he seeks, there is plenty of. Blood and souls litter the floors of that place. Understand that it is the least of my desires to put on another leash so that I may break the one previous. But it's what has to happen. I have no intention of controlling your actions. Quite the contrary. I will allow you to dictate your own contract. 
you can decide your own payments. You can decide your own resources. You can dictate what you need, obviously limited by what is offered by the uh, Adventurers Guild. But I have some stipulations. You do any quest I ask, unless it is morally objectionable. And you can never join another team without my consent. I'm not sure there's a better deal waiting for us out there. You can elect your own treasurer to dictate how your glory will be spent. But glory is only one way to get your resources. Well, this, he says looking to Penny, sounds a lot like a promise for more adventure than one could ever dream of. Looks to Hal, sounds like. It's harder to find a more affluent patron than one such as this. And it seems like a promise, convenient though it be, for things that are both important to myself and potentially Gaspar. How do you feel, friends? <sighs> this all makes me quite nervous, but everything's been moving so quickly. I feel like I understand more of this world now. And I am reluctant to say that adventuring within a cage is really adventure. I don't feel that he's trying to paint us into a cage as much. It's just we have a finish line. How we get there is our choice. You also must not overestimate how much I know. I am not some all-seeing being. My plurality is caged in this body. I am limited in my knowledge and power. That is why you are here. Don't get me started on material bodies. I didn't realize they gurgled so much. <laughs> Just wait until you're this old. Every time I move, it makes so many sounds. The, are it's the, true, yes. <laughs> are the joints bad in yours, too? Worse. By far. <laughs> Trust me. Do you see these? And he points to the cuts on his face. This is what happens when I try to look clean. I no longer have that problem. For that, I am sorry. Though it seems to have been quite the advantage. You have to understand I am an extraordinarily busy man. I will do my best to give you what assistance I can, but larger you will be dealing with Rain and my other representatives. We will not be able to speak much. So now is the time to ask. Penny reaches into her pocket. She withdraws her luck bracelet and sets it on the table. I don't want to wear this anymore. That is not negotiable. It has nothing to do with me. I do not make that rule. It is there for your own protection. I wish I could give you the ability to tap into your true self, but it is a lot to ask. You don't even seem to understand what you are capable of. Uh, Rain told us that uh, we could make adjustments to our braces. Do you think you could make an adjustment to pennies that didn't make it so itchy? It is not the bracer that makes her itchy. It is our soul. And it is a complicated thing. I know the feeling of not being able to tap into that other stream of energy. And I'm sorry you have to go through that. But it is a good idea to stay away from it. Hmm. You can take it off whenever you feel like you need to. But not during quests. Penny, Penny purses her lips deep in thought and shoves the bracelet back into her pocket. I was just going to reach over and grab one of the cooked fish, smell it, and take a bite, pondering it as he chews. It is Saba mackerel. This doesn't taste like the food cooked by a cruel man. <laughs> I like that. There are 
are many secrets here, but I feel any patron we may receive would have such things. I'm uncertain, but I do like him. Thank you. I like you. Believe me, I think there is a strong sense of uh, mystery around me, I think. But believe me, I am not so mysterious. I think what we need, regardless of the decision we make, is whatever happens next to be our choice. We keep getting skipped across the pond like some stone, thrown by a hand that we are not controlling. I agree. The last thing I want is to end up like my papa. Just part of a bigger monster. And if we can write our own contract and choose our own quests, then the foreseeable future is in our hands. But again, with the finish line. It is maybe good for you to understand that your job is mostly as research assistants. Science uh, field, field engineer. I'm far more suited to that than I am fighting monsters. That is what I need on error. Eyes and uh, documentation. We cannot go there. It is very forbidden. I'll hand out one of the fish. <laughs> I look at the fish. I'm still not getting why you need me for this. I understand Iavos is more suited to field engineering than monster fighting, but uh, that's not really my strong suit. Uh, you understand that weaker things need a stronger thing to protect them? Yeah, well, that's just common sense. And you are very strong, yes? Uh, I like to think so. Well, there you have your answer. We are here to compliment Iavos. You've already shown that your ability, tactics, and interaction with enemies is very good. We are to watch and make sure that he grows. When did that you grow? I said before that our intentions are aligned, and that is very true. As we move forward, you will find that your needs and your greater purposes will be fulfilled. Will, we could do this for a patron. Uh, it sounds like he wants to be pretty hands-off. Some of the spokespeople are less so, although in the case of the Beholder, he's more telekinetic hands-off because he doesn't have any hands. But uh, He likes to touch things with his eye stalks. He thinks it makes him look more human and relatable. It just makes him look weird. Well, I mean, beholders look pretty weird already, but you're not wrong there. That would be very strange to look at. Have you handshaked an eye stock? I've never had the displeasure. It's uncomfortable. (laughs) So, for purposes of our team, I don't think two stipulations is that bad, really. Especially if it's a contract that we can opt out of as we choose. That is where it gets complicated. I do require that you not join another team, which means if you choose to end your contract, you will be ending your contract with the League and the Adventurers Guild. I understand that. I just mean it's a way out. Sometimes these things don't always have a way out. I will not force you to do any of this. If you choose not to, even you, Iowos, this is not within my power to stop. I did not vow myself against the tyranny of destruction only to become a tyrant. Though sometimes the difficult decisions have to be made. Well, you said we couldn't join another team without your approval. Correct. So we would be fine to join another team as long as we had your approval. Yes. Was there a reason you would withhold your approval? If I don't want you to leave, maybe. <laughs> but probably not. Well, it doesn't seem like it'd be a huge deal then. If you have a good replacement, then that is okay. But your synergy, your 
Your companionship is valuable. And I think you will have a hard time finding a team you work as well with. That may be. You have been very quiet, Gaspar. I think prodding you with my questions is a waste of time. If you think so. I already know my answer. So, here we are. Here we are. If I was to enter into such a thing, I wouldn't want any three others by my side more so than these ones. Do you even know three other people? <laughs> Sex cat. A fair question, Hal. None as much as you three here in this place. I have my trepidation. I feel like everyone in this strange plane is just wolves circling us at all times, thinking only of what they can take from us. But I go where my family goes. Hal leans into Iavos and quietly says, Iavos, what does trepidation mean? Uh, doubts. Second-guessing oneself. Oh, okay. And I lean back and just straighten up. So, if you are prepared, I have drawn up a temporary contract. It has all of the blank spaces that you would need to fill in your name, responsibilities, income, etc. He extends uh, four copies of a simple contract. Would this also dictate what our cut is as a group for requests? Everything, it seems very much built to be modular and yeah. modifiable by your own terms. Mm-hmm. And it's largely just there as a placeholder for a future contract. Well, it sounds like we can negotiate our percentages and everything in the near future. This is simply an agreement on who we will do it with. Exactly. These decisions don't have to be made now. Though, ideally you would sign soon, because there is a quest I would like you to do. Uh, I think it would be best if we had our union rep look the contract over before we sign anything. I've been told that paperwork can be very complicated. He reaches over and taps the bottom of the page. I look at the bottom. And, you indi- and it indicates that this was drawn up by a union rep. Oh, well, that's convenient. Hal signs it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was quick. We did not fill in the modular parts. Oh, well, I thought this was just a temporary contract to say that we were going to sign a contract that was less temporary in the in the future. This is a letter of intent, basically. Yes, that is the word. I am not a lawyer. I have named my price, and I think it is fair. It is absolutely not. But I understand you're by nature not a selfless person. How is it not fair when other heroes just accepted five points? Because the administrator was not fair. Mm. Then yes, my price is not fair. But it is mine. I have no problem with it. I will not be able to function properly without it. You say a lot of things that sound like lies to me. And my tolerance for that is very little. You could function fine with nothing. You could function fine by taking the souls of the people you kill. But you choose to try to extract more. I'm sorry, but I am losing patience for this air of of authority that you try to exude. Uh, Gispar, myth isn't my strong suit. Uh, if we gave you the, the four shares, how long would it take you to pay off your debt? At hero rank, it would not even cover interest. That seems like a problem. But I have something to offer you that is better than glory. If you do, you have not made it apparent. Souls. Souls of dangerous things. Things more powerful than you have faced yet. 
things that live in error. You are allowing me to take lives in error. I cannot stop you from what you do down there. Your actions are your own. You will be there under the guise of protecting Iavos. I can't even calculate how valuable the things in error are. But the last time we visited, your people took everything. We had to. It was information. But we did not take the souls. You did not harvest anything. I was told not to interact. Correct. Because there was no contract protecting us or you. Mm. It was a one-off. Nobody was supposed to know about it. Which you still managed to fail to do, by the way. <laughs> it did let it slip. Media savvy. Mm. Believe me. I do not approve of what you do. But I understand that this is a part of the uh, chain, the cycle of life and death. I don't approve of what I do. But I will do them nonetheless. If you give me permission to harvest an error, I'll do this for free. So long as you, and he points to the other three, don't allow him to commit acts that will be objectionable by any rational, kind person. We don't tend to cross blades with those who don't try to kill us first. Fair. I feel like uh, only fair that to the victor go some of the spoils. Yeah, Nibbit kind of had it coming. It was a bit of a douchebag, yes. Also, there may be other solutions we find in the future. What is this quest you want us to do? He taps the contract. Gaspar signs. No one notices. It's like a slide of hand. <laughs> 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 Does like the pen flipping thing and then just... Nope. As before, Iavos takes the quill off of his necklace, uh, signs five names, and they merge into one. Oof, love that. Penny approaches, looks at all of her teammates, looks at him, looks at the contract. She throws the contract on the ground and stomps on it with her hoof. An interesting signature. I wanted it to match the last one. (laughs) I like this. So... I am glad that you decided to sign. That is very important, because time is somewhat of the essence. Mind you, there will be other opportunities, but we have noticed a considerable migration of life forms, presumably humanoid, across the surface of error. Very large, and we do not know their intent, but we do know that they radiate with energy, soul energy, like a beacon. This has happened once before, But time is complicated between there and here. So, this might not present itself again for some time. What happened last time this went on? They travelled for a great distance, and then they came to a stop. And when they did, the energy that we were detecting disappeared. What happened to it? We do not know. We cannot get close enough to understand. That's what we are hoping you will tell us. Seems like fairly straightforward observations. Go and study what's going on, then leave. We believe it will take many weeks before they arrive at their destination. That being said, you could go down at any point in that time and it would be fine. But the sooner means more information, and that is very good for us. That seems straightforward enough. I cannot guarantee that you will go to error often, but I will say that when you do, you will come back with something. Whatever you need. Will this be a league quest? Will it be televised? It is technically a league quest. It is a job. More job than quest, really. 
but it will not be televised. I, however, will be watching. Is it still a secret? Less of a secret. We will make sure that the relevant people know that Iavos is entitled by the laws placed around Zenith to enter Era with a contingent of protectors. But fortunately, you are low profile enough not to be a problem. Tell that to the newspapers. Right. Then I guess I only have one last request. Yes. The next time you select a quest for us, can you pick a hot spring or a mountain cabin or something? <laughs> Why? Because we keep going to these cold, dark places. I do not know the climate in this part of era. It could be totally fine. Hopefully it is a nice spring day for you. I'm sure it will be very calm and safe, judging by our previous quests. He gathers the contracts, jogs them together, and sets them aside. He then calls out for rain. She approaches with a chair on wheels. A moment later, she steps down into the garden and lifts him up and places him in it. (sighs) Well, thank you very much for your patience and your time, and for your signatures. This entitles me to give you a place of lodging. You will no longer have to live in a small uh, hotel room. Those were small hotel rooms? Or tiny. Only the smallest for novices. It seems like a mansion. I don't mean to complain, but I finally finished tearing up the carpet and planting sod. (laughs) This is good. Maybe you can spend some of your uh, hard-earned glory to uh, modify this place. Do I get to keep my beer skin? You may keep whatever possessions you retain. Ah, good. But I am very tired, and this has been taxing for this body. If there is nothing else, I will have Rain escort you to your new quarters. I imagine we'll be spending a lot of time with Rain in the near future. Indeed. Well, Gold Dragon, if I can still call you that, thank you again. And I wish you luck. Rain wheels him to a distant area, concealed by rice paper walls, and then returns to collect you. There's still like eight more fish here. Does anyone want some? You're welcome to take it all, including the dish. I couldn't stand to see food go to waste. I do like mackerel. It's nice and oily. The dish matches the floor. (laughs) Slip and fall. (laughs) Is there anything I can do for you? I'm sorry I had to be so cryptic. I hope you now understand why. Maven is a powerful entity inside of the League, and standing against him is dangerous. Oh, at least we believe it so. How like leans in as Rain's talking. Are you a... I'm not a fan of butterfly kisses. Are you a brown dragon? What? Your eyes are brown. I don't... Oh, no. What? No. I'm an orc. Okay. That's exactly what the brown dragon would say. (laughs) (laughs) I just whisper that to Hal. Just to Hal. (laughs) She busts out at that. Don't lose your sense of humor. Believe me, it will do you more good than any other skill you have right now. Well, shall we? Let's. If we find a new place to live, can we request uh, separate bathrooms? There will be multiple bathrooms in the location. Believe me. I wouldn't necessarily want to share a restroom with Hal all the time, speaking of brown dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) Let's go now and quickly she leads you back to the elevator when she does she reinserts the key and descends you eventually find yourself on a 
fairly high floor, mind you, still some distance from the top, but high enough to feel like you have some kind of clout. You are led down hallways that are decorated not in the same drab, sterile whites, but instead rich woods and beautifully carved bas-reliefs in the walls. It is very elegant and high scale. You eventually come to a set of double doors, which she opens for you. Inside is a house, at least as close as you can think of one. It appears by all rights to be a multiple bedroom manse of sorts with several rooms, more than you need, and as much space as you could hope for. The windows, though you are not at the edge of Hub itself, seem to show out onto natural vistas. This is so decadent. So much room for basking rocks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to down a lot of beers. <laughs> and beers. Now we can offer you simple furnishings, but by and large you'll have to buy your own. If you'd like to fill it with books or yes. furniture. Yes, or, that one. <laughs> <laughs> or flowers. Any of these things you can have, but you must pay for them yourselves. But I don't think we have anything more we need to discuss. I'll let you get acquainted with your new home. As rain leaves and the door closes, so too does the door close on the novice chapter of your adventure. Greetings, viewers. Paige Theta Row here, coming to you live from backstage at the intermission to one of the most unique and fascinating live performances I have witnessed in all my career. With me are the stars of the evening for a brief interview. I give you Duncan D. Sordeli, Clint of the East Winds, and Pyre Larishan, who are not only the headlining act for tonight's unorthodox stage show, but also a hero-ranked LUQ team of former ringers, known as the Motley Masquerade. Tell me, Clint, how are you enjoying tonight's crowd? And what do we have to anticipate for the second half? They are loving us. This is a performance they won't soon forget, especially the smells. Security's aren't in their pay tonight, keeping these wild animals from bum-rushing the stage. Not that we couldn't handle the heat. Thank you, Pyre. Well, I must say, never in all my years have I witnessed such a patchwork tapestry of music, theater, poetry, and comedy. One moment you're deep into a three-part string ensemble, and the next you're doing rehearsed stage choreography in an epic fight scene. I'm baffled and delighted. Ha! Rehearsed? That's all improv, mate. Sometimes you gotta beat the hell out of one another just to keep the blood pumping. Makes a sonnet reading a nice cooldown. Well, I must say, Duncan, I never would have known. Demu Abzu bet me a quin we couldn't fit ballet and a drumline into the same performance. I think it's safe to say who won that bet. It's amazing you have time for this kind of artistic expression while also taking on quests. How do you manage? Oh, we multitask, Paige. We're always on a quest. Even tonight's show's part of a quest. You mean to tell me that this entire performance is for the purpose of a league-commissioned job? Struth. The guest of honor tonight in row BC-12 is either spending the rest of their life in prison, or my next stage die is going to justify our splash zone warning. I mean, it's an added bonus anyway. The show must go on. Speaking of, they're hungry for us out there. What do you say, friends? Can we bring down the house? Bloody out, mate. You target the support beams and we'll be out back with the waddy to keep the drongos from getting out. We've talked about taking things too literally. we just mean have a good show. That's the only kind of show we have. Let's hit it. Break a leg and may the muses of the multiverse be with you. You saviors of stage. You princes of the pageant. You troubadours of... Holy balls, is that a live display, beast? 
This rules! We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings and salutations, fellow humans. My name's Professor Husband, and I'm here to talk to you about manly things like hygiene, confidence, and fast-moving blades. No need to beat around the bush, there's a good chance you have a crotch carpet that could block out the sun if you stood on a tall peak. Well, as keen as it is to keep your pubis insulated during the cold winter seasons, we live in the modern age of pants and sweaters. You wouldn't hide a painting behind a coiled fishnet of fragrant fibers. You'd cut those puppies down and let the museum goers get a gander at your landscape. No need to chew your nerve jerky about the how to do it. All you have to do is go to the World Wide Website, known around these parts as Manscaped.com. Marvel at the cutting-edge technology paraded before you, the great prices offered, and the wide array of beautifully crafted personal care products. Need to share your undergrowth? The Lawnmower 4.0 has ceramic cutters that offer a smooth, safe, hair-obliterating shave using skin-safe technology. It's water-protected and has a built-in light-emitting diode for perfect nether navigation, and these ball-buffing blades blast a robust 9,000 RPMs. No snags and nicks in this pelvic pub. Beat it, you loathly lacerations, and don't let me catch you around here again. Got yourself an Easter basket nose full to the brim with hay bales of sniff-diminishing thatch? Why a few good in-and-outs of the weed whacker with a 360-degree rotary blade to keep your snaz free and clear will help you stop and smell the roses. You want to smell dandy swell like a rose yourself? Manscaped crop-preserving downstairs deodorant will greet anyone who comes to the ball with a welcoming, fresh-smelling how-do-you-dangly-do. The Performance Package 4.0 comes with all this fantabulous catalog of personal perfectionators and so much more, like Manscaped boxers and a travel bag. Don't let all this manly must-have mouth-muttering turn you away. Manscaped is great for all bodies with hair. Great for trimming beards, brows, bangs, bellies, pits, pelvises, and other personal placements. Why, if all this wonderful did-you-know dialogue didn't fishhook your maybe-I-shoulds, let me throw a Bordeaux cherry on this salesman Sunday. Use code LUQ for 20% off your purchase. The whole thing. I know what you're thinking. Professor Husband, you've blown your whole dang cuckoo clock brain right off the rails. You no good pitch jockey? Well, I guarantee you I'm swaggling no horn. My jib and jive is on the up and up like a one-way elevator to the savings suite. I'm so confident I'll even throw in free shipping with the very same code. That's code LUQ. Write it down. Remember it. You miss out on this bargain and you'll be up to your neck in applesauce. Why, it's just so easy. Go to manscaped.com to become the sack skin sock dollager of your dreams. Keep your front and fanny fresh as a flutterbum. Ease your zoros and take pride in your jollocks. Get Manscaped today. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Look out! Run! It's... it's... The Mid-Roll. Hey, all you cuties. Happy almost ween. I've had a really busy week preparing for a retro video game-themed burlesque show that I concocted at my current place of business, and it's been a ton of work leading up to the event. But it was an absolute blast. Zach came out to watch too, and that's why we're both finishing all of today's Metascripts at 7am. Whoopsie. That's just a free peek behind the curtain for you. 
We're very focused on making sure big things are in the future for Slapdash and the LUQ, but we just don't know what shape they'll take yet. Either way, none of it would be possible without an amazing LUQD fanbase, and especially the patrons. Our Patreon makes the show possible by paying for all of our web hosting, programs, music, editing, resources for the game. You get the idea. It's the source of all of our power. That and the caffeine. You want to join the Patreon for amazing D&D and LUQ rewards? Visit theluq.com for fast and easy links. Our highest tiers include an option to make a character to join a team on the battle axis and be part of the show's meta, like today's episode. If you like that kind of goofy banter, get onto the battle axis. If you want your name mentioned during the mid-roll on one of our legendary teams, that's another tier just waiting for you. Our current teams are the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and the Titans Rise with Darsmail, Bedlam, and Evelet. If you want some fresh LUQ merch, links to the best Discord on Earth, and a way to find out more about the wonderful players we have at the table, the LUQ.com is your one-stop spot. For questions or info about getting personal messages on the show, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. I'm just going to say it, we're horny for fan art and fun stuff related to the show, like we've been getting some in the mail from our amazing fans. If you want to tickle our heart meat thusly, our P.O. Box is 230091 Tigered Oregon 97281. We put some of the awesome stuff we got lately on social media, and we love it so much. Uh, no homemade consumables, uh, please. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams. Mondays, we premiere new episodes of the LUQ hosted by Dungeon Mistress Dana. Wednesdays, me and Zach play our Pokemon Soul Link Nuzlocke series. Thursdays, we have Dana rocking out with Penny Plays, currently playing Boyfriend Dungeon, which is an absolute delight. And throughout the rest of the week, we just try to sneak in as much little streaming bits as we can. We'd love to see you on the Discord. It's awesome, and as I've been saying, I bet it would be even better with you there. I know we say thank you a lot, but I don't think you know how much we really need it. Those of you listening in your headphones at work, driving in your car, while doing the dishes, while just chilling in bed, whatever and wherever, we're so happy that you're along for the ride with us. It feels incredibly special, and I love it. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the battle axis. Everyone loves playing dress-up and slaying hordes of foes with Barbsy. She's the master of fashion and bloodshed, and now her story grows even more epic with these new Barbsy playsets. Barbsy's amazing playtime war camp. Help Barbsy lead her troops, control rations, and plot the course of her many battles to come. Barbsy's amazing playtime war camp comes with functioning war wagons, a triage medical table, Barbsy's warlord marquee, and a whole rainbow of war banners. Also coming soon is Barbsy's friendship funeral pyre. Rest the souls of Barbsy's fallen comrades and help light their path to the afterlife of honorable combat with this one-of-a-kind playset. Featuring a 16-inch real wood pyre pointing towards the heavens, a masked wailing priest of death, and real functioning funeral torches. Make sure your parents help as the real hogfat ignites and turns your dead war brethren into sacred ash. And last but not least, Barbsy's new fantasy dream Forge of Souls. Barbsy's made her way through the vast levels of hell, doing battle with abyssal tyrants to make her way to the Forge of Souls, latched together with the tormented flesh of fallen war profiteers. It is at this dreadful station that Barbsy can forge her all-new if-you-can-dream-it-you-can-kill-it thirsting war axe of vengeance. With this accessory, her foes will think twice before approaching her throne of skulls. Playtime is magic. Wartime is fun. Nobody slays like Barbsy. It's Barbsy.
the hero-ranked team formerly known as Gold Dragon sits around the dining room table, one of the only meager furnishings offered by the commissioner. You are all awaiting deliveries. Each of you spent a single quin to update your bedroom to match your personal aesthetics. While you wait, you sit around a Cretino's pizza now, awaiting the deliveries. Mm, the meat shield is so meaty. <laughs> Ordering the tower shield size was too much. <laughs> oh no. Break for yourself. <laughs> Those were dice, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not Skittles. I needed something to fill my mouth with. What kind of animal is a pepperoni? <laughs> it's a very spicy weasel. <laughs> oh, that that does explain the shape. <laughs> it's the cross section of a spicy weasel. Wait, it's a pepperonis from rodents? Uh, no, technically a weasel is a mustelid. Oh, there you go. That's not a thing. You fucking with me. <laughs> Spicy red it is. I didn't know I liked weasels so much. <laughs> Iavos reaches into his robe. Hal, when we were out looking at some shops and doing some purchasing, I found something that I thought you might like. And I need to tell you something now that we've signed yet another long-term agreement to spend time together, which I am delighted about. I slide a book across the table to you. I say, Hal, I don't think you're stupid, and I'm sorry if you ever thought so. There is a difference between ignorance and being more focused. The things you focus on, you excel at, you're brilliant. You just don't multitask as much. I find you to be an incredibly valuable friend and asset to the team. And uh, if any jokes come up, I assure you it's just for the camera. But this, while I was looking about, is a... A book on a clan of warriors known as the Anson Drenar, uh, spear warriors. And it comes with a lot of illustrations about techniques and forms for wielding pole arms. And I thought it was interesting and educational and, uh, you know, drawings and all that. Half words, half pretty things. <laughs> Hal opens the book, flips through. Uh, granted, they are all, all they are all clan of women warriors. I don't think that will affect their spear fighting. For your interpretation. Looks at some of the pictures. Looks at one. Turns the book sideways. His form's all wrong. <laughs> flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. Well, that doesn't make any sense. The body doesn't bend like that. I don't think this artist knows what he's doing. No, this one's fine. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is really interesting, Iavos. Uh... You sound exactly like a kid who just got a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly so funny. This is well. Th- thanks, Iavos. This is really cool. Um, I'll check it out. I'm just kind of flipping through the pages, and I stop at one point and I go, "Well, that's interesting. I've never seen anyone spear fight at that angle before." How kind of twists in his seat a little bit and just starts ignoring everybody else at the table as he's like trying to figure out how you would perform whatever maneuver is depicted on the page. Oh, and of course I got you a pack of Sour Patch Kobolds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at him, he's reading. I'm so proud. Gaspar. Yes, Benny? Would you come have a chat with me? 
It's not like I can eat too much pizza. Yes. Just a breadstick sticking out of your <laughs> neck hole. <laughs> oh, God. Every time you come up with a worse image. As they leave, Hal's like sitting there looking through his book and Iavos is just delightedly watching and Hal like turns and looks at Iavos and goes, what's a, what's a palanx? Ah, it, well, I sit across from, I sit next to him at the table and start talking. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know how to ask and I, I don't mean to be rude. Is the only reason you stayed because you were being blackmailed? I would not say that is the only reason. Look, I do enjoy my time with all of you. But I came here for a reason. I came here to get my life back. My soul back. And if I had to choose between accomplishing my goal or your companionship, then forgive my honesty, but I will choose to succeed. I can understand that. I'm hoping that someday we can help you with it. Um, how can I say this? You know that I can feel the um, warm feelings that others feel for me. And I can tell that you don't like me very much. Do you only focus on the warm feelings? Or do you also feel my cold ones? Perhaps it is the presence of both of them that make it so that it does not feel as warm as Halophon or Ayavos. <laughs> is that so? Benny, I do like you. When they, when the Crucible started and everybody was fussing about how the first plural had made their way into the LUQ, before I even knew you, I despised you. The plurals are what did this to me. Then I saw you in line. We interacted. You were like a child. And all I could think of was, there's another lost child, like I was. And I don't know what came over me, but there was compassion. And truly, for a moment I forgot you were plural. But you do not fail to remind me of your thoughts about singulars. And it is every single time you do so that the spite I hold for all the other ones is directed towards you. So yes, there is warmth and love, but there is hate and apathy towards you. I am so sorry, Gaspar. I, I cannot begin to apologize for some of the things that I have said. I, when I first arrived here, I did not understand. I, I didn't understand at all. I thought that to be singular was a simple existence, but I know now, spending time with all of you, that it could not be farther from the truth. All this time, everyone has always treated me like I'm special. But I'm not, not compared to all of you. You, you who are unique in all the planes. There is only one of you. And when you are gone, you are 
gone. And I cannot compare to that. And I promise you, I will be better. Penny, you are the special one. Coming from a singular, the perspective is that in the universe, in all of the planes, I am an accident. You are meant to be. And that is simply the truth. That is what has to be accepted. And so I don't even think that I can accept an apology from you because the feeling I get is that you are just mimicking what we would feel. You don't have to feel sorry about hurting me. The way I see it, that is the universe saying every penny believes stepping down to the level of singulars and having a fun trip is just an adventure. Whereas I am struggling to simply reclaim my independence, my essence, my accident. Realizing the dead air, Gaspar will go in for a hug. Penny, I will love and hate you. Penny hugs you back firmly. And I will always love you, Gaspar. If you are the universe's accident, then you are a happy one. Iavos is going to kind of awkwardly slide out onto the balcony seeing these two in a very friendly hug. Isn't this nice? Yes, it's very nice. I'm very happy to be here with all of you. Quite a view we have, isn't it? Yes, it's so high up. As you join her, you look out over the balcony, and you take in the artificial vista before you. You see a mountain range in the distance, and a small farmsteads peppered throughout the landscape. Well, I know it's not real, but it is lovely to look upon, isn't it? <sighs> yes, it's, it reminds me of home. I was going to say the same thing. A little bit more lush than what I'm used to, but it definitely reminds me of the things I've left behind. Seems all of us are leaving quite a bit behind. Maybe that's a good thing. Pointing out towards one of the fields, like, you know, there was a technique we used to use back in the Withering Acre. In order to make the ground more fertile, sometimes you have to let it die. But the idea is that you forget about it with intent. The vegetation decays, seeps into the earth, and comes back stronger than ever. Maybe we, too, can grow stronger from the things that we leave to die. To do this is to fallow. Oh, that's that's quite funny. I've never heard that. There isn't much farming on Evdemonia, though. But um, what I am is actually called a fallow deer. I wonder if they're related. Hey, everyone, guess, guess what I just realized? Lead the other two in Wes Al's excited about something. Guys, we get to pick a new team name. We're not Gold Dragon anymore. Oh, that's right. Yes, Gold Dragon was a little bit generic. No offense to our patron. Not at all. So, here's what I'm thinking. One word. Something powerful. Exciting. 
all the announcers just shorten your team name to one word anyway, just save them the trouble. One word, like courage or grandeur. I had a wizard tell me I had illusions of grandeur once. I had to tell him I wasn't a mage. I didn't know what he was talking about. I like accelerant. Ooh, it's good. I like it. It's fire. That idea is fire, Gaspar. <laughs> <laughs> we are like a family, and Gaspar is trying to pay back this debt. What about um, family jewels? <laughs> oh, dear, sweet Penny. We'll, uh, I don't mean this is a slight to Gaspar, but uh, Penny and Iavos and I all got offers for six. We could call the team Triple Six. It's not as good as, as Granger, I know. It's because it's two words, but... We can't leave out Gaspar. Well, I was offered three, so we could be called three sixes. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that is true. Triple and six. <laughs> Surprised you're going for a name that has math in it. It's not math. That's just counting. Shh. Don't let him know. <laughs> well, in, in all seriousness, I think we should call ourselves the Twilight Revel. Or, or or the Gilded Chronicle. I do like the word Chronicle, that's quite fine. But we all have great dreams and ambitions. We seek to direct our lives and take it into our own hands. For the good of society. Perhaps the lucid wheel. Or, um... Oh, I almost... What was that, what was that word you just taught me? What's that, fellow? Yeah, that's the one. Nobody knows what that means. Uh, I think uh, if... You don't like Granger, and you don't like Triple Six. We stick with uh, with with terms that adventuring fans are familiar with. We use a spill name, even though I don't care spills. We call the team Crown of Radness. <laughs> oh dear, how <laughs> so stupid! <laughs> I think that's very cool. Well, yeah, it's red. Why Crown? Well, because it's the name of the spill, Penny. It's called Crown of Madness, and now I'm just m- making it Crown of Redness instead. If you haven't noticed, I have a problem with authority, and crowns tend to represent that. It's true. Crown is also another term for head. Another thing. Although you do come from some sort of legacy of your own, and Penny's the first plural to ever be on the league. Royalty in her own right. It does have some symbolism, I suppose. I don't know about that, but um, my antlers are crown-like. Hmm. Then what if we let the crown rot? I propose fallow crown. Team Gold Dragon has officially been contracted by Isago Shiguri, commissioner for the League of Ultimate Questing and administrator for the newest hero rank battle axis team, the Fallow Crown. Cool. What's that, Dirk? Cool. Normally, I would explain the word fallow to you, but I'm sure you'll just use your boundless energy to run to the local library. While you're there, perhaps you could look up Sugar Crash. I don't know what happened. One minute I'm as quick as a bobcat and twice as wise. The next I'm slower than Rusty's lecture on death rates before the invention of soap, and twice as full of butt problems. Well, Dirk, if you'd listened to that lecture, you'd know that there's no shortcut to health and wellness. Horseradish. I live in a world of magic. 
I didn't watch Greta Bladebreaker eat an entire horse on live scribe just to cave to your diet and exercise peer pressure. There's gotta be something around here to give me a boost. Randy, give me your coffee. Oh, come on, Mr. Bradley. This is my special treat. Yeah, well, now it's Papa's ticket back to the top. Ah, uh, it's not enough. I'll be right back. While Dirk tries to climb back up the caffeine ladder using only his teeth, I'll use this opportunity to do my job. <clears throat> As novices advance to heroes, so too must we advance to the next stage of the journey. What trials and tribulations await the fully-fledged and newly-minted fellow crown? Only time will tell. But I, for one, am eager for the weight the crown shall bring. I like that. I really name. Do. It I sounds really good. It rolls Fallow low. Fallow crown. Yeah. Fallow crown. Mm. So, who's mm. the MVP in this one, huh? Um, um, I think it was the perfectly cooked fish done by... Mm. for the MVP to the fish no it was to the chef but uh, Ah, in reference to the perfect fish because let me tell you grilling fish on a fire sacred art (laughs) Mm -hmm. smoke it just right yeah pass that mackerel to the left okay well so so that's the play of the game okay so play of the game goes to the culinary expertise of grilling a mackerel open open fire mackerel yeah Uh, well I've got to give something to Angelo for the Fucking emotional and verbal judo. Yeah. Mm. I loved that dialogue that you had so much, Angela. You did a really good job. Excellent. I think I think MVP is is Gaspar's emotions. <laughs> yeah, because that was that was totally spontaneous. Angelo and I have not talked about that. You also stuck to some hard, like hard to say stuff that was like character appropriate. That like obviously, obviously the commissioner wasn't a fan of, but you stuck to it. And I oh think that's yeah, valid. that's true. I, I had to bring some stuff up. Yeah, you got to bring some heat. You had a through line of of good good stuff, both with him and with Penny. The energy Gaspar brought to the story in this episode is irreplaceable. Yeah, I really I really appreciated. At one point during his conversation with Penny, he said something like. You know, it was very out of character for me, but I felt compassion. And then he paused before he went on with the rest of his sentence. And I was like, is he just going to leave it there? Just, just leave that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like compassion. Yeah. I, uh, to be honest, that was like uh, semi-intentional because it's it's kind of like, is compassion foreign to me now? <laughs> no, Shit. That's, that's good. Like, I always felt like, like, okay, Penny is a plural that feeds on adoration. And she's kind of designed to be adorable. And so she, you know, she's kind of like an anglerfish. And I feel like Gaspar is the only one that like gets that. Yeah. Hmm. So let's go ahead and do the die roll here. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to pass it to Dana. She has her own. I don't know why. Oh, it was just a symbol. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll passing do it. of the torch. That is a two bringing us to the dungeon boy. My God. The Borgnork. Well, I'm going to make this super fast because we recorded so fucking long. It is like 830 right now. No, it's not. It's a quarter it's to 10. Nine, it's it <laughs> oh is almost God. 10 o'clock. So I am very sorry about this. So We've let's been just, here for 12 hours. Let's go around the table, starting with Michael Loving. I play Halifan Orison Jr., and and he suggested Crown of Radness for the TV. <laughs> My name is Angelo Kaluig, and I play Gaspar, the sometimes emotional phantom rogue. I am Dana Ebert. I play Penny Farthing. You know everything about Penny on Twitter. I am Mistress Dana RPG. On Twitch, I am Mistress Dana RPG. On Kofi and Linktree, I am Mistress Dana RPG. Look, look me up anywhere. Uh, my name is Law. I play Iavos Isadora, witness to the Withering Acre, and creative director of Slapdash. I'm the Dungeon Dingus. I'm Zach. I do 
I do tech things. And uh, not as much anymore because I got Ed- Hediger the Editor doing the editing. And I got uh, Bree Golden out there doing these sweet maps that we so deeply love. Mm. But that's it for me. Oh, God, I'm supposed to give the outro. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to burden this, guys. I just wish you luck. Yeah.